motivators greetings how are you how you doing how's it going how you feeling (laughs) i am so glad to have you here with me again for another episode of vividly speaking with who else but me (laughs) dr vivid you know we come on this good old podcast for all things mental health wellness humor real talk and just consumable relatable mental health and wellness content i had to take a little step back for a week but now i'm back at it oh god we back at it again and i'm ready to jump into it with you guys so let go We're back. We back, y'all. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your heart? How is your mind? I want to know. I need to know. How are ya? <laughs> y'all, so much has gone on. Um, So much that a lot of this episode is going to center around it because it's directly tied to mental health. But the kids are going to school. Erin's first day of fourth grade. Um, she had that a few days ago. JoJo starts school this week at the end of the week. I have been ripping and running. And my body has been so mad at me. Um, I think I shared with you guys a couple episodes ago about how I had a pain attack episode and convulsions. Guess what happened again and again? Yeah, so it kind of wiped my body out to the point where I had to cancel some therapy sessions with my clients because I was just so concerned um, that I would have an episode again. And when I have multi-episodes, multiple episodes in a day, they can come out of nowhere. And I didn't want my clients to be burdened with that emotional shit. You know, you talking to your therapist, all of a sudden this girl having a goddamn episode in front of you and you wanted to talk about whether you want to break up with your boyfriend or punch your sister in the face. And and you and you're crying and shit. And here I go. <laughs> so I took some time, um, because a lot of my episodes, they can be triggered by stress and I am in a very high stress season in my life right now. So I just wanted to make sure that I took the time to practice what I preach as always and say, listen here, Miss Mamas, she going to get back at you when she can literally sit up, stand up, walk, um, and be able to have a conversation without feeling like I'm dealing with some narcoleptic shit. Like, <laughs> It takes you out. So shout out to all my chronic pain, chronic illness baddies out there. I see you gang gang. Take care of yourself. And I know sometimes you can feel like your body is a burden. But learn to love the body you have through the good shit, through the bad shit. And people who love you, they will work to understand or they'll just hold space for you. And the people who don't understand... Okay, don't feel shamed or burdened by their lack of understanding, you know, 
Do what you need to do for your body so you can stay safe, stay safe, healthy, and decrease your stress. Let me take a sip of this good old lemonade iced tea. Because hydration matters. I had water, so don't judge me. I just finished working out. <laughs> and that was another thing. I worked out after not working out because I've been having pain attacks. And my body is screaming. But also, I really worked to jump back in by moving my body so it won't stiffen up. And I will be able to sit. And I will be able to take care of my kids. Like, get up, get them breakfast, get them dressed, drive them to school. So... I, you know, I had to take a little step back, but I hope that you replay some of your favorite episodes and, and you guys, happy anniversary. This is the anniversary episode. We have officially been vividly speaking for a year. I've been at this for a year, and it doesn't feel like it, but I'm so blessed um, to have this platform to connect with you guys. Shout out to my podcast network, Connected Podcast. Shout out to all my listeners. Shout out to my subscribers. Subscribe. If you're listening, you should subscribe. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to my fellow uh, podcast network fam. I... It's a big thing, you know? It's a it's a job inside of a job. Um, but I love that I have the flexibility and the support where if I'm not feeling well or something really goes down, that you guys got my back by listening to past week's episodes and checking in with me. Because life be life in. But <laughs> it's my responsibility to come here and give you what you need, what you're looking for, and what you're asking for. So, without further ado, you know what time it is. Let's get into it. Y'all, what's happening? What the hell goes on here? I am scrolling on Robin Fenty, Marcy Martin, and Quinta Brunson's internet, Beyonce and Blue Ivy and them babies' internet, and I see that Aries Spears is out here being ridiculous. Being ridiculous. I get online and I see that he's doing an interview. And instead of focusing on whatever the fuck he got going on, he takes time to just be incredibly disrespectful and demeaning about and, and just trying to be disrespectful about our girl Lizzo. Now, she might not be your girl, and that's okay if she's not your girl. And he just was really just I'm not going to repeat the things that he said about her. And her appearance and who she is because it doesn't it doesn't deserve to be repeated. But Mr. Spears, have you looked at yourself lately? And I am not body shaming. I am look at yourself checking. You look tired all the time, sir. You have not been actively popping since I 
was in middle school and high school and watching mad TV. And you were hilarious back then. But sir, now, the hilarity is the audacity. If y'all don't like Lizzo, keep that shit to yourself. If you are bothered by this full-figured, self-proclaimed, fat black woman, keep that shit to yourself. And then decide what about her bothers you. See, now we're going to dive into some shit right now. Gather around, children. Aries is a bigger black man. He would be considered fat I'm not going to say overweight. I don't really like the term overweight, you know. But a lot of my uh, friends and family who are body positive and clients that I have, you know, say, well, we claim the word fat, but it is what it is, right? Sir, are you mad that you a black fat man and that you're not as confident as she is? Are you mad that people accept her and they're not accepting you? That's a societal issue. That's not a Lizzo issue. Why you feel like you got to take time to tear this sister down? When all Lizzo is doing is telling girls, no matter what your body shape is, what your body type is, you love yourself. You take care of yourself. And you do what you need to do to feel good as hell, sexy as hell, and free as hell. And that bothered you. Because society has not allowed black men the same freedom. And as a black woman, I get that shit. But don't take it out on her. Because she ain't doing nothing to you. And I'm seeing that a lot amongst our community. Or amongst people who feel like they have been shunned because or shamed because of their body type. Let Lizzo play the flute, twerk. Be fucking fabulous, hold hella notes that your stamina could not allow, and live her best life, her fat black girl life. And if you are so bothered by it, ask yourself why. Instead of taking time to get on somebody's podcast, somebody's live, somebody's article comment section, and writing a goddamn synopsis of my hate for Lizzo. Because I promise you, I promise you, you could do better shit with your time. What's wrong with y'all? Go love on yourself. Love on yourself. What's happening? What the hell goes on here? All right. This week, I wanted to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart because it is, it is, you know, it has directly impacted me and my family and a lot of other families that I know, especially amongst the black community, but among humans in general. Another reason that I took some time off uh, from the podcast, other than my body beating me up, <laughs> was that my stepfather was released from jail after doing seven years of a 14-year sentence. And we are so excited to have him home, but nobody really talks about how reentry impacts 
the mental health of that person who's going from inmate to civilian again and the way it impacts the family of that person who is re-entering the community and you know I'm hella transparent so my, my parents will know that we're this is what we're discussing but jail prison not a fun place you are deprived of the joys and the privileges and the luxuries of you know the outside world the regular world the free world and yeah it's that way for a reason in theory prison jail time is supposed to rehabilitate you it's supposed to serve as a punishment a consequence for an illegal action and rehabilitate you so that you won't go back to those same patterns they got you locked up arrested jailed detained you know <laughs> But a lot of times that's not what we get. Um, the jail, the prison system is so fucked up. <laughs> that's the best way I can say it. You know, from people being behind bars that are innocent. From people who have finished their time but have no family to be released to. So they're just stuck in jail for the time being. Um, from the living conditions, multiple times, my stepdad called me to let me know that there was urine and feces backed up throughout the floors and, you know, multiple, um, units. And they were basically waiting in excrement and no one cared. They had to figure out how to clean it up multiple times. My stepfather informed me that there was no running water. Um, multiple times, my stepdad, um, he had COVID or was sick. He, he had, had COVID twice, um, had some of the sight in his one of his eyes rapidly deteriorate because of lack of medical care. Um, he had spider bites, tick bites. Um, he's been placed in a cell with someone with active COVID symptoms. They've been in cells and in rooms with people while they're sick with people who are dead or dying. Um, multiple times I was called to be informed that, yeah, they just got us all outside of the tent in the middle of the winter. Because they don't, you know, guards keep getting sick. So they put the inmates outside in a tent in the field in the cold. And then a week or two later, oh, we got a heater or two. There's a difference between rehabilitation and punishment and just being totally inhumane, you know? And when you go from, he informed me something that I didn't know, right? You take all of that, right? And then you go from waking up at 3 a.m. to eat breakfast, 9 a.m. you eating lunch, 
3 p.m. you eating dinner. You have to, if you're blessed enough to be put on the list to take classes, you get pulled out of a class because you put in a sick uh, note so the doctor could see you weeks ago. The doctor's finally there. You're going to go to class. You can go to the doctor. You know, not being, not having mental health care, not seeing anyone for um, medication management within the right time. It's a lot going on in there. And then you go home after years of being watched, fighting for survival, literally and figuratively, dealing with these conditions, only being able to talk to family, especially in the time of COVID, on the phone or on a video call. And then you have to acclimate to the time in in, in current history, meaning how many years you lost and now you're trying to catch up to technology, to family dynamics have changed, relationships changed, different world events. Everything is different when you come home. And a lot of people aren't prepared and it's overwhelming and that's why you see so high rates of recidivism or people committing crimes again because it's a lot. And if you don't have a proper support system, the anxiety of it all, the stress of it all is heavy. And then you have the family, like mine, um, that are in the midst of figuring out how to best be there for someone who we've been there for, you know, in terms of support and phone calls and sending money and making sure he has food and other things. But there's been a notable absence in our lives for years and you know fighting the urge to try to like bombard someone (laughs) with everything that has gone on in the last seven years because that'll be a little bit too much for them but also just getting used to this person again and the version of this person because jail changes you prison changes you You see things, you go through things. There's a survival mode that you're in. And it takes a while for people to reacclimate to their surroundings. And sometimes that's heavy. Watching my stepdad be, you know, he's he's great. He's always been like this, for the most part, this soft-spoken, mild-mannered guy with, you know, that a laugh with the best of them. But seeing him just really uh, kind of struggle with what time do I want to eat? You know, where's this go? What's that? You know, how do I work this? It's a lot because it, it you don't want to baby or coddle a person because there's a grown-ass human there, right? But also you feel like uh, there's so much I have to show you and how much so much space I have to give you to relearn the world again. And it's heavy, you know. It's made me sad sometimes. And I know it's impacted my mother because this is her husband of decades, right? And being, he was gone for almost a decade and he's back. And going from learning how to live a life in someone's absence to 
reorganizing your life to someone's presence can also be a lot. And it doesn't take away from the fact that we're, she's so pappy or people who, families who are supporting their family members who just been released, they don't love you and they're not happy to see you, but it's just a lot of change and it's quick. And then y'all dealing with change on a whole different level over here because um, my stepdad, the stipulations were of his early release were house arrest. He was eligible for that. That means he cannot leave the house. He cannot leave the house. Can't even step out on the balcony, which is a part of the house. You know, can't take out the trash. Can't let that 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 toe step over that threshold unless I'm transporting him or to um, a check-in. Which is an hour and seven minutes away from where he lives. And I live mm, 45 to 50 minutes away from where he lives. <laughs> so again, the support piece, the stress piece of it, a lot of people wouldn't be able to deal with that. I come home and you tell me I can't leave the house. And a lot of us, we were, I was joking with my mom. We were like, we did it for a pandemic. But I, I could leave the house if I wanted to. I just chose not to. Having, okay, I'm home, but I can't even go and take a walk around the block. I can't even go and take the trash out. I can't check the mail. If the dog, you know, kicks the ball out of the side door and onto the balcony, I can't get it for him. You know, I can't step out in the balcony and take a deep breath and go, <sighs> you know. It does a lot, and some people feel like they're caged again, and it's depressing. Um, there's a sense of restlessness and sometimes hopelessness that accompanies that. And then when you have supervised release, that means somebody has to be accountable for you. Somebody has to be paying attention for to you. Um, they call this man so much to check in, and I had to go get him a cell phone because, of course, he doesn't have the cell phone that he had from seven years ago. Um <laughs> Had to get him a cell phone and they were surprised that I was acting as fast to get him the things that he needed. You know, he's released on a Wednesday. He got a cell phone on Thursday because they're like, if he don't, if he doesn't call, if he doesn't answer when we call him on the phone, because I work and my mom works so we can be on the phone or out. That's a violation. We'll send him back. You know how stressful that is? So to not even be out of jail for 24 hours to have somebody threatening to send you back because... Did your, you weren't even prepared to be released. He didn't know. He didn't know what time he was being released. They just said, all right, pack your stuff. And then weeks before this, they had told him to pack his stuff to go home. And they said, psych, we, we forgot to do some stuff. Never mind, go back. <laughs> so could you imagine the angst, the frustration associated with moving towards freedom? And right now, this is not true freedom, you know, still being monitored, still can't go. If he had a medical emergency, we would have to call his case manager before we could call the ambulance. You know, people really don't understand the impact of reentry. So sometimes we get upset when we see people fall back into old habits or do things or lash out. But this is why. 
it's the pressure of it all. And my stepdad hasn't lashed out or anything. He's still acclimating, taking a step at a time. Um, and uh, outside of my immediate family and my my friend tribe, people don't even know he's home because we don't want to make him feel obligated to talk to people. And like he he he's still pacing himself, you know. But you, you the the impact. You know, everything that I'm trying to do to get to my freedom reminds me that I am not free. Every time I think about being with my family, I am reminded that I feel like a burden to my family right now because I am truly not free. And that act of me not truly being free is impacting how they are handling this transition, how they are interacting with me. It's impacting their lives and what they can and cannot do. And that's heavy. So I don't care if you did 30 days, you did 17 years, six years, seven years, one year, or you know someone who done has done some time, done a bit. Grace, patience, understanding as they take time to relearn, to re-enter, to reacclimate, and process the multitude of feelings that they're experiencing. I can only imagine how happy you feel to be home, but by how sad you feel because you can't truly experience the home that you knew. How grateful you are to be with family, but how anxious you feel to ask for anything because you feel like your burden is already heavy enough. How conflicted you feel. <laughs> My stepdad said, well, damn, I could have stayed to the end of the year for this. The fact that the system can make somebody say, if I'm going to be this much of a burden to my family, I could have done the rest of my early release sentence in the same conditions in the same jail that I just was released from. It's, it's crazy. And we definitely need a rehabilitative system. We need a prison system, a jail system, but we, we definitely need so much more reform um, in terms of programs that really take these men, women, others, their mental health into, who take it seriously and factor that in and have programs that really work to help someone, someone be re, re, get reacclimated or acclimated and not to just be, oh, you can sign up for this course and if we have the space, you know, if you are scheduled to be released within this morning point of time or if you've done this many years, there needs to be mental health and reentry classes and services that are mandatory to help these people have a better chance at life and winning and not going back to the same patterns. It would be great to include the families in this. Hey, you're 30 days out or 60 days out from this person coming home. We need to chat with you for an hour a week 
in the weeks coming so that you know what you're um, signing up for, how you can prepare yourself and that you all, we can have a, a, a chat about how you're feeling about this and what are your concerns? What are you grateful for? But what are your concerns? Because these people are human. Human. And they deserve that much, you know. They deserve pacing to get back. Because it's a lot, you know. That's why you have so many rates of overdose or suicide, homicide when people come out. Because it's too much. You're overstimulated. You're overwhelmed. You feel burdensome. You feel helpless. You feel hopeless. You're you're mad. You feel boxed in. And what do people do with they boxed in? They fight for their fucking lives. And sometimes those fights are messy. Sometimes those fights are messy. So... You know, let's really take time to understand that people need time and need that space. They need mental health services when they return home. I also got people um, close to other family members. I got a uncle that's been in jail for 33 years. And I have people that were close to him that have been coming home and... It's been hard. They've OD'd. They passed on already. Or their mental health issues have just intensified so greatly because there was nothing set up for them beyond a check-in with a PO, a piss test, and somebody telling them, you need to answer the phone when we call. That is not helping. You throw me back into the world after I've been, you know, removed from it for decades. And I know some people are like, well, don't do the, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Okay, we got that. We did the time. I'm not doing the time anymore. I don't deserve extra punishment. I've already been punished. Help me. Help me be the civilian that I know I can be and you want me to be. Set me up for success and not for disaster. This is beyond an NA meeting. This is beyond a halfway house. I'm talking about true community community supportive mental health services for people who are reentering and their families. That's going to reduce crime rates. That's going to create healthier communities and safe community engagement and interaction. That's going to save families. That's going to save lives. I wish I could do it all, but I can't do it all by myself. And since I can, I come here and I talk to people and just talk about how we can all do our personal parts to impact the world in a positive and a healthy way. So I'm making sure that my stepdad isn't overwhelmed (laughs) to the best of my ability. I go visit him with the girls because he hasn't seen 
Aaron since she was three. Um, he hadn't seen, well, he's seen Aaron um, for visits, but to be able to interact with her on a real level since, you know, and been home since she was three. JoJo, the most interaction he had there, I took her for a visit when she was a few months old. She's three years old now. So it's it's just, a, you know, pacing with him and going and visit but not overstaying our welcome. Making sure he's eating. <laughs> Joking with him and being like, you hungry? You know you eat now, right? Helping him, you know, break out of that schedule that he was so used to for all those years. Um, going over to just to joke with him or showing him some of the things that we've done, videos and um, pictures from trips and from highlights, making him meals. <laughs> I um, Y'all know I'm allergic to seafood, right? Mm-hmm, sure am. But went over there and made him seafood salad and some shrimp, cause things he didn't have access to but could eat and wouldn't mess his system up. <laughs> Getting them fresh fruit, checking in, letting them know I'm here, taking them where he got to go when they say they got to go. I'm going to show up because he deserves it. Talk to those people in your community and your family that have just got home. You know, it's a lot. Make sure that you... Putting in good energy for them, praying for them, checking in for them, helping them get supportive services if you have the resources. But just check in and talk to them. And understand that this is a hell of a transition. And it's going to take some time and there may be some hiccups. But don't discard them as a person. They've been overlooked and discarded and disposed of enough. Hold space for them and let them know you home and we're here for you. We love you. And shout out to those who are still waiting for their loved ones. The time is coming. It's time for whale mail, whale mail, oh whale well, well, oh whale well, well. It's time for whale mail. Ow! <laughs> that jingle gonna jangle, baby, every time. That jingle gonna jangle. It's time for whale mail. This is the part of the episode where I talk to you about what you're talking about with me. You have been in these TikTok streets, these Instagram streets, these Twitter streets, these Facebook streets, or straight in my inbox at contact at drvivid.com with your questions, your topics that you want me to address, something that you want me to answer, or something you want some feedback about. And I love it. I love it. Y'all, Tiki Talkie shadow banned the hell out of me. And then they suspended my alive because they accused me of they accused me of going live and doing something that was aligned with like suicide or risk of harm and I was like uh uh-uh we ain't gonna do that you ain't gonna lie on me like that Uh uh-uh 
but I got my privileges back, but they still been playing. All that to say, <laughs> this week's well mail comes from the TikTok streets, you know. We were talking about um, laziness. Uh, and that has been a, a, a recurring theme over the last two weeks. I've been listening to people talking about laziness and them feeling lazy. Someone says, does everybody feel lazy? Like, is it okay to, you know, I don't want to beat up on myself for being lazy. How do I recover from that? I'm just so tired. Um, by understanding that you're not lazy, you're just tired. Lazy would imply that you don't have motivation. You don't want to have motivation. You don't want to do shit. You <laughs> There's no desire to do things because you just don't care. You just don't care. You just, I'm, I'm just not going to do anything because I don't care to do anything. And that's just the way it is. Ill, pew. <laughs> but what a lot of people are describing, you're not describing laziness. You're describing exhaustion. You're describing coming down off an anxiety spiral and feeling frozen, like I don't know what else to do. You're describing being sad or being depressed. You're describing being complacent because there are a lot of decisions that you have to make and it's overwhelming. You're describing being overstimulated and even needing to take a step back. You're describing being physically exhausted, spiritually, emotionally exhausted, and not having the space, the spoons, the bandwidth to do more. That's not lazy. That's exhaustion. That's not lazy. That's needing to take a moment. That's not lazy. That's taking care of yourself by saying no. You know what I say at the end of every, every episode. Sometimes doing nothing is the something that I need. You're not being lazy. You're a human. You're not a robot. So we require resets. We, we require rest. Rest is not a luxury. Rest is not a privilege. Rest is a right. It is a necessity. So telling yourself that I'm being lazy, you're lying to yourself. You're not being lazy. Say what it really is. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overstimulated. I have a lot on my plate. These kids are wild. <laughs> my The demands from my family, my friends, my community, they've been amped up. My schedule is crazy. I am running on fumes. You're not lazy, baby. You're in need of a, a pit stop. You're in need of a, a quick pause. So instead of saying, I'm just so lazy right now, I want you to practice saying, I'm in recharge mode right now. I am so drained. Say what it is. I am so drained. I'm so sleepy. I'm so, you are in recharge mode. You ain't lazy. You're laying down so you can get back at it. So you can recharge and use this new burst of energy to get shit done. We ain't going to keep labeling ourselves with negative, you know, qualifiers. Uh -uh. Get that rest and send me the rest of your questions. Because I love reading them. All right. Let's get to the rest of the episode. All right, all right, all right.
it's time to take a beat. This is the part of the episode where I talk to you about what I've been listening to, what's been on my playlist, what's been on repeat, what's been bringing me joy, what's been keeping me calm, helping me reflect. What's a bob? <laughs> Beyonce still got a chokehold on me. Yeah. Beyonce still got a chokehold on me. Yeah. I'm still bumping Renaissance for a month straight. I'm still bumping Renaissance for a month straight. But that Meg. That Meg is still in rotation from Traumazine. You know what else? DJ Khaled released God Did. And it's some tracks. There's some solid tracks on this thing, baby. I, I'm not going to hold you. Like, Khaled, he knows what he's doing, you know? God Did, that Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, and Jay-Z. Yes. Use this gospel. Big time, keep going, party, staying alive. That's I love that song with that's drinking little baby. Um, beautiful future is on this album so much, and I freaking future irritates my life, but yeah, it's 18 tracks. Juice World did, I think that was beautiful. Bills paid, Lotto, the city girls, and these streets know my name. I love how he always includes a bomb, you know, old to those. He lets the Jamaican artists go off. And I love it. I love it. Listen, that's what I've been listening to. Let me know what you've been listening to. Because I care. And I'm nosy. So send me your playlist. Y'all, it's time to do it your this is the part of the episode where we talk about mm, 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 cope skills, strategies. <laughs> I don't know why it's always a song in my heart, but I'm not going. I'm not going to be mad about it. But anyway, <laughs> we talk about coping skills. We talk about strategies that you can use to discreet, decrease, to decrease your stress, um, keep you going, keep you lifted. In the meantime, between therapy sessions. Or just because life be life and on a daily basis. So today, you know, I've talked to you so many times about the power of saying no. You know, say no. We gonna talk about the power of saying yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. So, (laughs) your assignment for the week is to say yes to yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was watching, um, I think it was yesterday with my kids um, on Netflix, I must say a couple weeks ago. And my daughter was like, can I have a yesterday? And I was like, no, not, not. <laughs> but also it had been after they had run amok, right? And I wasn't denying her the yesterday just because I wanted to be mean. I felt like I needed to create the space for the yes day and she had to earn the yes day but i'm talking to the adults right now you know when's the last time you've treated yourself or said yes to something that you would usually say no to because you're considering other people's feelings or you're considering your kids schedule your spouse schedule your uh, partner schedule your friends your family say yes Yes to that vacation. Yes to that off day. 
Yes, I'm going to buy this thing that I've really been looking at for me. Yes, I'm going to make this meal for myself. Yes, I'm going to take myself to lunch. Yes, I'm going to get this haircut, my hair done, my nails done. Yes, I'm going to drive here and just take in the sights. Yes, yes, yes to the museum. I went to the museum the other day. So an exhibit, I haven't been to an art exhibit in so long. Mm, probably not since JoJo was a baby, baby, baby in the stroller. And I I usually say no because I'm like, no one can watch the kids. Uh, Somebody watch my kids. And I was tired and I could have said, no, I'm just going to rest because the kids are, uh-uh. I said yes. Yes to experience. Yes to things that I usually say no to. Because I feel guilty about saying yes. We feel guilty about doing things for ourselves. We're obligated to do things for others. And we got to change that. Your assignment for the week is to say yes to something. That's going to make your soul feel good. That's going to be beneficial to you. That's going to be good for your mental health. Good for your spiritual health. Good for your financial health. Good for you. You know. And stay within your means. Hey, because mental health and wellness means don't do something that's going to overwhelm you. <laughs> don't get out here and say, Dr. Vivi said, I'm going to say yes to this trip to Cancun, but you ain't paid your rent. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Let your yes be realistic. <laughs> let your, your yes be realistic and let your yes really pour into you the way you need it to. And let go of the guilt associated with you wanting to say yes and you accepting that yes because baby life is short you have this one version of your life to live say yes to yourself with the same fervor that you say yes to other people even when you don't want to you deserve those yeses you deserve the yes you look for yes from from everybody else why not start with yourself Yes to you. Yes to you. Okay? Are you going to do this? Yes. Am I probably going to ask you about this in some way, form, or fashion on social media? Yes. Do that. Don't worry. This is a podcast. You can. Pop- 
pause me, stop me, and come back to me later. When your environment is better served and better suited for you in this experience. Let's prepare ourselves to jump into it now. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. One more deep breath in. Let it out. This is a reminder Take a deep breath. We want our stomach to inflate like a balloon when we inhale. And we want to imagine our belly button running towards our back. When we exhale, inhale, stomach full. Do that again. Ready? Inhale. Exhale. Beautiful. Again. Inhale. And this time let it out slowly and exhale. Great job. With your eyes closed, I want you to imagine the hug that you need and deserve. From the person you really want it from. person that makes you feel loved, that makes you feel safe, that can be a person that you know, it can be you, your inner child, your past self, your current self. the writer of the song that makes you cry because you resonate it resonates with you so get the hug and hold it take a deep breath If you're not comfortable with physical touch, hug, I want you to imagine getting the smile from the person that you love, that loves
loves you that makes you feel safe. And again, it can be a person in your life that's here with us. It can be someone who's passed on. It can be a past self. your hugs, get your smiles, how's it making you feel to receive this love, this gesture, sit with this feeling, but remember to breathe. You deserve safety. You deserve stability. You deserve peace. You deserve support. You deserve comfort. Take a deep breath. deserving of all these gestures of love. I'm proud of you. All right, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thank you for all your listens, all your shares, all your questions, all your feedback, all your subscriptions. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Thank you for a year of sticking with me, watching me grow, watching me be more comfortable and confident on this platform, watching me go from recording this on my phone on the app to having the support of a podcast network. Thank you. Thank you. And here's to many more years, right? Right? Because we going, we, we, we in here. Shout out to everyone who has checked in on me and my family. Again, shout out to my chronic pain, chronic illness baddies, gang, gang, I see you. Shout out to people who are getting reacclimated to coming home. Glad that you're home. Free to real. Um, you know, shout out to those families who are dealing with that transition. My heart is with you. And if you need any resources, let me be of service. And you know what I always say, you don't owe these people anything, you owe yourself 
everything. Sometimes doing nothing is the something that you need. Until next time. Bye. 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 I love you. Bye. We out. <laughs>